You're listening to the free edition of the Start Teaching Guitar Podcast, episode 108. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Start Teaching Guitar Podcast. I'm your host, Donnie Schecksneider, and I'm here to help you be more successful as a guitar teacher by attracting more new students, keeping your existing students from quitting, and getting paid what you're really worth. The topic we're going to talk about today is how not to teach guitar lessons. Now, I've done a lot of podcast episodes about how to become a better guitar teacher. Today, I want to take a look at this from a different angle and talk about how not to teach guitar lessons. There are tons of teachers out there doing it wrong. Hopefully you aren't one of them, but regardless, it's good to hear some examples of common guitar teacher bad behavior so that you can be aware of the shocking behavior that some teachers exhibit in their lessons and make sure that you avoid it in the future. In this episode... I'll give you several examples of how not to teach guitar lessons from my own experience, from the stories of other STG members, and from other places on the web, too. Bad teachers reflect poorly on all of us. Hopefully, tons of people will listen to this free episode, and the end result will be a better music education experience for guitar students all over the world. So, If you enjoy this episode, please share it with everyone you know and join me on this mission to raise the bar for teaching guitar. Now, today's episode is brought to you by the Group Guitar Launch Formula Training Course. Are you ready to take your teaching business to a whole new level? Ready to remove all the limits to how big you can grow your teaching studio and how much money you can earn teaching guitar? Group Guitar Launch Formula is a five-module online video training course that removes all the guesswork from teaching your students in groups, and it gives you a step-by-step plan of attack that can help you get the best results that you've been looking for. No more working yourself to death and never getting ahead with your teaching studio. There's a better way, and Group Guitar Launch Formula will teach you how. But this course covers a whole lot more than just teaching in groups. It's a complete system that trains you in the biggest area most guitar teachers are weak in, and that's marketing. Even if you've never done marketing before in your whole life, even if you don't know the difference between a benefit and an objection, Group Guitar Launch Formula will teach you the foundations of marketing you need to get started and to be successful. If you're ready to launch your guitar teaching studio to a whole new level, then point your web browser to groupguitarlaunchformula.com to find out more about the course and to watch a series of free training videos I put together that will explain exactly how teaching your students in groups can change the way you teach guitar forever. Go to groupguitarlaunchformula.com right now to access those free videos. 
Now let's jump right into today's topic, how not to teach guitar lessons. I've done a lot of episodes about how to teach guitar lessons. Dozens and dozens of them. I'm on episode 108 now by the time you're listening to this. So there have literally been dozens and dozens of episodes about how to teach guitar lessons more effectively. Today, I'm going to shift gears a little bit and we're going to talk about how not to teach guitar lessons. This is going to be interesting and hopefully a little bit entertaining, and but it's probably going to be a little bit painful too because I think everybody's going to be able to relate to some of the stories I'm going to tell today. But to just start things off, this, this topic was suggested by an STG All Access member named Richard Sweeney. And um, Richard said, he told me in an email, I think you could do an entire lesson on what not to do. One of my favorite sayings is, if you are going to tap dance in a minefield, it helps to know where the mines are. <laughs> That's a great quote. Knowing what to what not to do is sometimes more important than knowing what to do or how to do it. And that's an excellent point, Richard. So um, I took your advice and I'm dedicating this episode to you. So let me start off with my story. Everybody probably has one or two, um, I'll call them horror stories from when you took guitar lessons yourself at some point. And if you didn't experience anything like this yourself, you've probably heard something from someone else. So my story is when I was eight years old, growing up in South Louisiana, absolutely um, was crazy about the band Kiss. Now I realize I'm dating myself. This is the 1970s. Um, my musical tastes have evolved quite a bit <laughs> since then. But, you know, when I was a kid, I used to sit on the floor in my room and I used to play Kiss records nonstop, Kiss Alive, Kiss Alive 2. And um, those were my favorite albums, the live ones, but I had several of their other ones, you know, and I would sit on the on the floor looking at the album covers, listening to the music, playing air guitar. You know, I was just crazy about Kiss. So the following Christmas, um, my dad bought me my first guitar. It was a, a knockoff of a Gibson SG that I believe we got from the Sears and Roebuck catalog or from JCPenney catalog or one of those places. Uh, but it was like an Angus Young style um, Gibson SG guitar with a little amp. Um, and when I got that, my dad found the best thing he could find as far as guitar lessons for me. I was, like I said, I was eight, maybe nine years old at the time. So he searched around and asked people, and he found a, a a small group guitar class meeting in a nearby country town at their school. So he enrolled me in the class, and turns out I was all excited about it. I was looking forward to learning how to play this new guitar that I had. Turns out it was a disaster, mostly because it was a, a bad teacher that was teaching that class. And he was really only interested in taking our money. He did not make any kind of effort at all to connect with me as a student. Um, I was just another face in the class and I had to jump in and learn what everybody else was learning. I didn't get hardly any individual attention. It was really, really tough situation for me, you know, being um, a preteen kid, eight, nine years old. Um, it was just totally the wrong situation for me. So I, I quit after a couple of lessons. Um, and the sad thing is I didn't pick the guitar up again until I was 18 years old, about 10 years later. 
You know, and I don't remember that teacher's name. I've tried to think <laughs> back and say, see if I can remember who this guy was. He's probably dead by now, honestly. But I definitely remember how that teacher did not seem to care about me or any of the other students in class. Um, he didn't. He wasn't interested in me. He wasn't interested in what I wanted to learn. He certainly wasn't interested in teaching me Kiss songs, right? Which is what I was crazy about at the time. But you know, I learned a valuable lesson from that later on when I started teaching guitar, and that was don't do it the way this guy did, okay? Um, so that's that's kind of my horror story. I, I You know, I had a few other teachers that were great players and not good teachers. Um, they used to just open the fire hose in my face in their lessons and just blast me with so much information that I couldn't process it, couldn't go back and, and really integrate what they taught me. Uh, and also had some teachers that were really good, that knew exactly how to teach, how to pace their lessons, and and how to give me what I was looking for, you know. So I don't want to make all of the teachers I worked with sound bad, but that was my horror story. I had this one guy that basically almost ruined the guitar for me for life, um, just because he didn't give a crap about me as a student. Um, so that, that's my personal example of how not to teach guitar. And it, that's really inspired me over the years, but I found some other ones. Okay. And actually Richard Sweeney, who recommended this topic, gave me one of his own. And, uh, this is what he had to say in an email. He said, today I snagged a student from another teacher without doing anything. It seems the mother of the student caught the guitar teacher smoking during the session and fired him on the spot. Okay, now I realize that that's not funny. If if I was that parent, I would really be pissed off and I would not be happy with that guitar teacher and I would have done the same thing, maybe even worse if it was me, right? But just I I I, I just can't imagine why someone that was in business, that was teaching for money, would think that it's okay to smoke cigarettes in the middle of a guitar lesson. I'm just trying to imagine a scenario or or the kind of person who would think that that's okay. That just blows my mind. Um, you know, most places of business, you can't smoke inside anyway. It's against the law. But, you know, this is crazy, right? <laughs> Another story I found, um, actually, I posted this to social media, and I got a few replies from, from members of the STG community. This one's from Josh Liston in um, Australia. And this was, he replied to my post on LinkedIn and he said, as I'm now 30 years old, I have a fair amount of industry experience, yet I'm not too old to be involved with guitar players that are just starting out teaching 18 to 22 years old. So this is people, you know, about 10 years younger than Josh. And he says, I hear them ragging on each other's tastes, technique, gear, and even students. It's pretty disappointing in particular when many of those same young teachers work for the same music store in town. So Josh, I've experienced this too. Um, I've known a lot of, uh, especially music store teachers. There seems to be some kind of a vibe um, in a lot of music stores. And, and no offense if you work in a music store. I know that there are some stores that are run by really um, positive people. But a lot of the ones I've been in that had music teachers there, and even people that work behind the counter, um, you know, the, the, just the attitude wasn't good. It was just overly negative and critical. And I remember going into music stores back in Louisiana when I was younger, and they would be bad-mouthing all of these pro-level guitar players. You know, like I remember one guy saying, uh, talking about George Lynch, how 
Um, you know, he did something that got somebody else mad. He did this other person wrong. And then the other guy goes, oh, that's just another reason not to like him and stuff like that. And I just remember thinking to myself, you know, I didn't say this out loud, but I just remember thinking, dude, George Lynch is a rich and famous guitar player who has more talent in his one pinky finger than, than you have in your entire body. And he's touring and playing in arenas. And here you are working behind the counter at, at a music store, right? So I think a lot of that is just because, um, you know, everybody wants to be successful with music. They want to do more than what they're doing. And some people, I guess, if they feel like they're stuck in a dead-end situation, that talking bad about other people, trying to make themselves look and feel better is a, a kind of a way to escape that, I guess, in a small degree. But I think it's unprofessional. And I would never do business with someone that had that kind of attitude, no matter what they were selling. I don't care if they're a plumber or a used car salesman, but especially somebody I was going to have to sit in a teaching studio with week after week and learn from. Um, that is one thing I do not want to learn from anybody is how to have a crappy attitude. So uh, I can I can relate to you there, Josh. I've seen that one before myself, too. This one comes from John Miller on Facebook. John said, um, I had a teacher answer a call on his cell phone while he was taking the lesson. Um, I didn't like that the conversation was about making plans to do something that night with he and his buddies. <laughs> he also didn't extend the lesson a few minutes to make up for the lost time. It was the first and last lesson I took from him. Well, kudos to you, John, because, uh, yeah, that's very unprofessional behavior. I mean, you're going to see a lot of these examples that I'm going to give are, are uh, just un flat unprofessional you know, if you're in a, um, a lesson with someone who is paying you to teach them how to play guitar and you answer the phone and start talking to one of your friends, you're basically stealing money from that student. You know, <laughs> I mean, at least like John said, go a little bit over and make it up to them or give them some of their money back or something, man. Honestly, just turn off your stupid cell phone whenever you're teaching guitar lessons, right? It's totally unprofessional for you to be distracted and, and be, in, be messing with personal stuff when someone is paying you for your undivided attention, right? So um, I also, I did some searching and I found some other examples in uh, some of the forums online about um, horror stories with guitar teachers. Here's one, uh, I'm not going to name the people because I don't really know them. I'm, I'm just going to kind of quote what they said online. But one guy said, what is it about music teachers? What, what is it about guitar teachers? All mine needs is a monocle, a baton, and a pair of jack boots. He seems to live in the 19th century where a maestro can browbeat his students. Just play the notes. Read the notes. You're busy? I don't care. You're going to learn these three pieces by next week. He teaches at several colleges in the area. I normally like him for his dedication to music and his strictness about proper technique, but sometimes he just goes too far. I'm just a guy learning how to play the guitar. I have a full-time job, and I'm not a music major. Just need to vent a little. So I love the way he describes this guy. And there, there are a lot of music teachers out there. And um, these are people that take themselves a little bit too seriously, I think. But you, you could just picture him, you know, dressed up as a Nazi, you know, with the monocle and the baton and the jack boots. And, you know, I can just hear him, just play the notes, read the notes. <laughs> You're busy. I don't care. Too busy to practice. That's not my problem. You're going to learn these three pieces by next week. So um, I, I had some teachers like that, not guitar teachers, but I was a music major for a while. And 
teachers like that were the reason that I ended up dropping out of music school when I was 17 years old. Because they didn't care about me, they were just kind of trying to ramrod me through their program. And it was, um, I had a lot of fears and a lot of insecurity. And when I was in music school, I honestly, the pressure was so strong on me that I think I almost ended up having a nervous breakdown at one point because there were all of these proficient musicians that I was, I looked up to and I was trying to impress them. And I was so far behind everybody else. I just didn't feel like I could live up to their expectations. So whenever they were, would fuss at me like that and um, kind of browbeat me to use the, the words that this guy used, I mean, in their minds, they were probably trying to motivate me the best way that they knew how, but Instead, it was damaging to me and it was hurting my level of confidence and stuff like that. So it it eventually got to be so painful for me that I dropped out and I didn't go back to music school. I did something else, right? So um, that this is just a note to you teachers out there that, uh, you know, carry an iron stick and stuff. Just be careful how you relate to your students because a lot of people do not respond well to that kind of stuff. Right. So put yourself in their shoes. That's my advice to you, because a lot of times people are not looking to become the next virtuoso guitarist, you know, that plays classical guitar or whatever. They just want to learn how to play. They just want to do something that they enjoy. Okay. Another person online goes uh, like this. He said, I have a neighbor friend who did some sign work for a local music teacher in exchange for free guitar lessons. So he did a barter situation there. He said the guy was so impatient and rude, he never bothered going back after the second lesson, even though he had more lessons coming. Now, I've been informally giving him lessons, this is the guy writing this, more like just showing him songs and riffs and explaining a little theory too. I'm not a qualified teacher and would not try to pass myself off as one, but he claims to learn more from me in 10 minutes than in whole lessons with that other quote-unquote teacher. Wow. Yeah, um, how many of you guys have known guitar teachers that were impatient with their students or rude to them? Yeah, if you want people to keep giving you money, let me give you a tip. Don't be rude to them. Treat them like you actually want their business. Treat them like you want them to come back. Gosh, man, it just <laughs> I get kind of fired up when I hear stuff like this sometimes. Uh, but yeah, there's the stereotypical impatient and rude guitar teacher that you should uh, do everything you can to not be like. So here's another one from uh, this online forum. When I first picked up the guitar around eight years old, I think, I went for a time to this horrid little house with this horrid fat lady as a teacher. (laughs) I'd now kill for her guitar. It was an archtop Gibson from the 1950s with one or two P90s in it, little aside. Um, She had me sight reading and uh, and picking one note songs from a book. My Dog Has Fleas, La Cucaracha, and songs like that. Might have been the Mel Bay method, I don't recall, but the progress was painfully slow and oh so boring. I wanted to learn chords. She insisted that was coming later. I wanted to play popular current music. She insisted once I learned, I could play whatever I like. While her method would probably have gotten me there if I didn't die from boredom, it was far, far too slow and not forthcoming with what I wanted out of it. I gave up in a matter of months. Man, that is an all-too-common tale. That I talk about this all the time, but there are students all over the world that end up hooking up with a teacher that has a mindset like this. It's like, yeah, let's just go through the Mel Bay method book. 
Page one, this is what you're going to learn today. This is a half note. This is a quarter note. Um, these are the lines and spaces on the staff. And, you know, and here's this kid sitting there, you know, with a guitar in his hands. And he's like, when do I get to play? <laughs> How about what I want to learn, right? I mean, I'm not saying that reading music is not important. It's, it is. It's a, it's a very important skill, but not first, right? People aren't paying you to come and take lessons with you on how to read music. They're coming to learn how to play the guitar. So if you're a smart teacher, you're going to get them playing the guitar as quickly as you can. And then once they're hooked on it, they love the guitar, they're passionate about it, then you can start working in sight reading. Then you can start working in music theory. If you try to do that stuff first, you're just going to drive people right out of your studio. Death by Guitar Method book, right? Like the blog post I wrote about that a long time ago. So there are a lot of teachers that do that, man. It's, it's sad and it's aggravating and it's tragic for the students because a lot of people, once they quit like that, they never pick it back up again. They just think it's too hard and life gets busy and they never find someone that can actually help them. Okay, so don't make that mistake. And then another interesting story that I found online was Simon Cowell from American Idol fame, right? Simon Cowell said, I... I was bought an electric guitar when I was 12, but my guitar teacher beat me up. I didn't like guitar lessons, and I got quite bored. My teacher was obviously bored giving me lessons, and one day I offered him a licorice toffee, but he didn't answer me. So I threw it at him, and it hit him in the face, and he sort of beat me up. (laughs) And that was the last guitar lesson I had. That was the turning point when I decided I needed to be behind the scenes and not a musician. Um, I can just picture that, man, to be a fly on the wall <laughs> in that situation right there. 12-year-old Simon Cowell uh, hitting his music teacher in the face with a piece of licorice. I bet that was crazy. But, you know, he was bored, and he said the teacher was bored too. So, uh, you know, he was just trying to lighten things up, but the teacher didn't answer him. You know, it turned into an ugly situation. But, um, you know, if you're bored with teaching your students, then... You're, you might be in the wrong line of work. I'm just saying. It's better to try to find ways to keep teaching fresh and to, to communicate things that you're passionate about so that you can actually be a good teacher and a good communicator. If you are bored, then your students are going to be twice as bored, right? So I thought that was an interesting story. And then I found this article. I'm going to put a link to it in the show notes for this episode so you can go check it out and read more about it. Uh, But it's called Stupid Things Guitar Teachers Do to Waste Your Time. Um, And she lists uh, the – I think it was the lady that wrote this. I might be wrong. Apologies if I'm wrong. I don't have it right in front of me. Um, But the author mentioned four different things that uh, guitar teachers should not be doing. And I agree with every single one of them. So the first one is they spend inordinate amounts of time showing off, playing guitar for you, and putting on a show – while you watch, wondering when the lesson will start. My very first teacher was guilty of this offense, the author says. The really frightening thing is he wore spandex (laughs) and played along to Dio Records, Ronnie James Dio Records, while wearing spandex when he was supposed to be teaching. I have to admit, at the time, I thought he was pretty cool. Only now, looking back, do I wish I could revise my memory and run from the room with dignity intact. It's a fact. Some teachers are downright embarrassing. It's a wonder to me that I'm still playing guitar after the 1980s. 
So that's another kind of teacher. I mean, I could do like, um, I could almost do caricatures of each of these kinds of guitar teachers. This one is the guy that just, just wants um, attention and kudos and props and respect and stuff from, from his students. So he just sits there and just noodles around on the guitar and shows off his chops the whole time when he's supposed to be teaching the student how to play. Instead, he's showing how well he can play. Okay, that's stupid. Don't do that. That is so ridiculous. I mean, you might impress some kid with how good of a guitar player you are and stuff, but if you want to have a thriving and successful teaching studio, you got to take your ego and you got to leave it outside, man. You can get paid and be successful as a guitar teacher, or you can get your ego stroked, but you can't have both at the same time. You can't have both at all. If you're ego-driven, you're going to have terrible student retention because people can see through bull crap and they can smell it a mile away. And if all you care about is getting your ego stroked, you might find a few students that will do that for you. But anybody with any common sense is going to stay far away from you in your teaching studio. Okay, I'm just saying this is kind of tough love today, but hey, that's just the way it is. It's true. The next example this author gives is they'll say, okay, well, here's a scale. Go ahead and practice this for a few minutes, and I'll be right back. And then they disappear for 15 or 20 minutes while you sit there practicing your scale, wondering when they'll come back. Practicing is something you need to be doing at home. An instructor should never leave the room unless they have a good reason. So, okay, I'm going to put myself in this student's shoes. If it was me, um, and the instructor told me, hey, man, I really got to go to the bathroom. Can I, can I show you this? this uh, particular exercise, and then you practice it for five minutes, and then I'll, I'll come right back. I wouldn't have a problem with that. But, you know, and I've even heard some people um, that that give advice to guitar teachers say that it's okay to do this. And, you know, in a 30-minute lesson, for example, you get, get one student started on something and then leave the room and then go teach somebody else and get them started on something and then leave the room and go teach somebody else and get them started on something. And then you got four or five uh, individual lessons going on at one time and you're just going back and forth between them all. Um, you know what? That might work for some people, but to me, that's just – that's not really a good thing to do in my opinion it doesn't communicate value to your students for one thing because what they're paying you for is in a private lesson setting, they're paying you for your undivided attention. They're paying you to be interested in what they're doing and to watch them and give them feedback and have conversation with them and you know teach them what it means to be a guitar player. If all, you, if, if all they need to do is just learn a few licks or whatever, then they can just do that by watching YouTube. You know, that it, it just that's not what a genuine guitar lesson experience should be all about, in my opinion. Okay, so if you want your students to keep coming back and you want them to value your time and your services, then don't pull stuff like that. Okay, don't disappear for half the lesson and go do something else and then come back. Okay, it should just be common sense for a lot of people, but you'd be surprised how often it happens. And then the next example this person gives is too often guitar teachers simply don't have a lesson plan. <laughs> you are paying $15, $20, or $25 an hour or more. That's actually very low. This article might be old. Um, and you sit down with them and they might not even have an efficient methodology that they can walk you through or anything they've developed that's effective for teaching you while not wasting your time and money. 
they are oftentimes teaching whatever comes off the top of their heads. And we call this winging it in your guitar lessons. This is what lazy guitar teachers do. They either just pull out a book and teach it you know, from beginning to end because they don't have to prepare anything. Or they don't prepare anything at all and they just teach whatever comes to the top of their head anytime they sit down with somebody. Both of those methods honestly just suck, right? Don't do that. Prepare ahead of time. Spend at least, you know, a little bit of time keeping track of what the person, you know, worked on with you the the previous week. Keep some lesson notes and then make sure that you're always a few weeks ahead and that you know what you're going to do next so that it seems like you actually, I don't know, know what you're doing. (laughs) I'm just saying, man, I don't know what some guitar teachers think. They, they just think that, you know, that they're, you know, gods incarnate and they just sit down and, and people come in and just want to sit at their feet and just listen to whatever words of wisdom, you know, drip from their mouths like pearls or something like that. That's not how it is, man. If you think that, I feel sorry for you. I mean, you're not, you're not going to be a successful guitar teacher if you have this kind of attitude, right? Prepare for your lessons, people. That's all I'm saying. Okay, I'm ranting a little bit. Sorry. Okay, and then the fourth thing that the author mentions, kind of the last one I'm going to mention today is maybe they chose to teach you from a book. Here we go again. Death by Method book. Don't be surprised if you're a beginning guitarist and you find yourself starting off playing When the Saints Go Marching In from an ancient Mel Bay book. Everybody's picking on Mel Bay today. A fine song to be sure, but it can be frustrating if you're not interested in learning to read standard music notation or you really just want to play the chords and songs that you're interested in. Quite frankly, I believe you can waste a lot of time with a book like this, and I agree 100%. Now, I don't have any problems at all with the Mel Bay guitar method, okay? Actually, I think it's a wise investment if you want to buy that series of books or the one from Hal Leonard or... Um, the one from Alfred Publishing or one of those formal guitar methods, not so that you can use it as a step-by-step lesson plan for your students, but so that you have resources that you can draw from anytime you need to teach a particular concept or topic to one of your students. You can grab the book whenever it's called for, find what you need and use it in your lessons, but you don't use it as your lesson plan because there's a lot of junk in there that most guitar students don't want to learn and honestly don't need to learn. Okay. It's way better if you customize your lesson plan to the needs of your students and then just use method books, method books to supplement that wherever appropriate. Okay. So to wrap up this episode, to sum it all up, you should try to avoid the following negative behaviors if you want to be a successful guitar teacher. And I'm just going to summarize each of these really quick. Smoking during your guitar lessons, bad. Talking trash about other teachers and other guitar players, especially when they're better than you, bad. Taking personal calls during your lessons, bad, disrespectful, bad. (laughs) Being too much of a dictator with your guitar students, bad, really bad. Being impatient and rude with your students, obviously bad. Boring your students to death with method books and old, irrelevant music and songs that they could care less about learning. Very bad and very dumb if you want to make a lot of money as a guitar teacher. Being bored in the lessons yourself, bad. If you're bored, go find something else to do or find a way to make it not boring, all right? 
showing off in your guitar lesson, or even worse, just BSing the whole time, talking about stuff that's not related to learning the guitar. Bad. Wasting people's money. Bad. Dumping an assignment on your students and then leaving them alone in the lesson room to work it out on their own. Bad. Right? And then not having any kind of organized lesson plan and just winging it. Really bad. Unprofessional. Okay? Avoid all of those things and then you'll be miles ahead of the average guitar teacher that's working at a music store in the United States anyway. Okay? But like Richard said at the beginning of this episode, if you're going to tap dance in a minefield, it helps to know where the mines are. So I've just given you several mines that you can watch out for as you tap dance through this minefield of teaching guitar lessons. And hopefully now you have a good idea of some of the things not to do if you want your teaching studio to be successful. Okay, that's all for this episode of the free edition of the Start Teaching Guitar podcast. If you're ready to energize your guitar teaching business and take it to a whole new level, then head over to stgallaccess.com to claim your 14-day free trial STG All Access membership. STG All Access members get a full-length ad-free podcast episode every single week covering more detailed how-to topics, along with access to my notes and outline for each episode. Members also get a bunch of other cool stuff that can help you build a successful guitar teaching studio. You get the STG Podcast Archive, which includes the first 25 episodes of the show that are no longer available to the general public. You get monthly live question and answer sessions with me on um, talking about anything you want, asking any questions you want about guitar, and then I'll answer them for you. And then you get access to the STG Community Forums, where you can connect with me and other guitar teachers to get help with building your teaching studio, plus a whole bunch of other stuff. Just head on over to stgallaccess.com to start your free 14-day trial membership today. So I just want to thank everybody for tuning in. This has been the free edition of episode 108 of the Start Teaching Guitar podcast with Donnie Schecksnyder. Until next time, keep on teaching. Thanks for listening to the Start Teaching Guitar podcast with Donnie Schecksnyder. If you like what you heard, we hope you'll pass along our web address www.startteachingguitar.com to your friends and colleagues. Be sure to check out the podcast page on our website to listen to previous episodes of the show. Join us next time for another edition of the Start Teaching Guitar podcast.